BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, y'all, you want to get saucy, pert, and greasy with the ladies from someplace underneath? Well, then slip and slide right on down to Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. The Country Jamboree from Last Podcast Network is June 18th. Tickets out now. Get on. Well, they're spicy. Get on with it. <laughs> yeah, it's Nashville, baby. <laughs> I feel like I'm perpetuating stereotype. Get on. Come on. Sit, sit. Yeehaw. Morning for this episode, uh, there will be pretty much consistent discussions of pretty extreme child abuse. Uh, so if that is a lot for you, you might want to skip this episode. Uh, it's really throughout most of it. So heads up. Someplace underneath. Have you read the character witness letter, the character reference? I don't know what they call it in court, but the the thing that you get from people on your side defending your character whenever you are charged with a crime and you're about to get sentenced. Josh Duggars just became public. What? Did you did you read any of those? No, but is it his mom just being like, he's a special boy? I knew from day one that he was a special little prince. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. His. Oh, God. And those dudes grow up to be like, no woman is like my mommy. My mommy. Well, I think they grow up to be exactly what Josh Duggar yeah, is. A piece of shit. Which yeah. is a piece of shit. Yeah. Her letter is off the charts. Cuckoo banana living in another reality. <sighs> she it's it's a she's being charged with these CSM things. She knows that he molested her daughters. And in the letter, it says stuff like, well, his kids, they need their father. When he's there, he builds forts with them. And he sweeps up crumbs on the floor and they play bikes together. It's like a child, like grasping oh, yeah. for words. I, I recommend any of you out there to go look it up because you, if you look at her signature, it looks like a 14-year-old a girl signed oh, it. it. She I put a heart bad. over the eye. 
Oh, baby, your son son is jacking off to kids. (laughs) Yeah. Kill him. And she's begging them to not let him go to jail. So, hi, welcome to Someplace Underneath. I'm Natalie G. I'm Amber Nelson. That makes me feel crazy. But it was up until that point, I really, I'd always kind of had a dance in my head whether or not it was all a put on that the Duggars, like the parents, like if they really knew what they were doing and were just being delusional for money or if... They were really that far removed from reality. And I guess that we don't have to question that anymore. They're removed. You know, because I was raised adjacent to a lot of religious people. And I find that there's generally three kinds of the very religious woman in these circles. The one woman is just, she just wants to be on a farm and she's normal with her husband and kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then woman number two is like the mom of Josh Duggar. And just the birds, she just has to disassociate herself. Yes. To survive. I think that's probably the case with Michelle. The birds are flying pretty. You know, it's just really sad. He's so thoughtful and diligent with his work and he works really hard. No mention of, oh, yes, maybe he did do these things, but he suffered A, B and C in his childhood and he's mentally ill and he needs help and he feels tremendous grief about it. Nothing like that. Just oblivious like the court's gonna want to hear oh but he has cars and then he sells them oh my god i picture her just like twiddling her thumbs and just kind of like batting her eyes because that's what she was taught her whole Mm -hmm. life to be cute and pretty yeah it's it's a wow sad sad the Um, third kind of woman in this environment sorry no the third kind of woman she's like the most dangerous i think she's like she's the power she has all the power and she tells women what to do and probably wears stuff that's a little provocative, you know, but she can wear it. But I don't know about you. But it's like probably very cruel and dominating. Very cruel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no empathy. And then when she gets older, she becomes the male, quote unquote, in the mm-hmm. female only spaces and literally like rats out girls that are talking about leaving. Or like kissing boys. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. Yeah. Totally. Speaking of terrifying and domineering we have gotten all of your messages about how the teal swan uh documentary is coming out on freeform which i didn't know was going to happen and just very you know serendipitous timing so we were talking who out there would be interested in us doing like a watch party or something i think it'd be kind of fun i would i would i would Oh my God! There's I so would. many people. They're behind all you. talking us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know in the on social media and stuff if anybody be down for that kind of thing. To just to watch what they're gonna do with it because it looks a little weird, sketchy. I, you can't tell if they're doing sort of a propaganda thing or if they're. I don't know what's happening, but they do make her look pretty po- it's like a almost a positive trailer. oh like maybe she is the messiah i say we get dressed up you know we look mm-hmm. really pretty and then we just have a luxurious glass of wine and some grapes and then watch this uh, psycho woman <laughs> i'm kind of down let us know if you're uh, you're down for that we'd probably do it on twitch so yeah we have now come to i've been trying to tell i'm trying to put this off <laughs> this is the very tragic story of summer wells still an open and active missing child case. We have explored a lot of what's been going on in this story. It is a winding, confusing, complicated story. No one's got the straight story, no Mm -mm. straight answers. We don't know what's going on. Just like NASA. Um, And it's progressively taken darker and darker turns. And I am actually reporting some of this or commenting, I should say, on some of this in almost real time. Like within the last couple of days, there's been more things that have come out. Yeah, because I text you and you seemed um, upset. You seem upset, Natalie. I'm going to 
go ahead and be super brave and say, I don't like this. What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, from what you've told me, from what I've seen, he looks like a bad man. Yeah. So there's been some stuff that's come out about Don Wells, the father. There's been actually some pretty horrendous accusations lobbed against him. And at first, it seemed more like sort of rumors and conspiracy. But now we are learning that it is probably true. Mm. There's still a case being built against him, but there are currently at least seven women who have accused him of sexual assault. Seven women? Yeah. I mean, like I was saying earlier, you everyone deserves to go to court, even if I don't like them. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, you know, that's the American way. But if you have seven, what kind of life are you living? Like, I don't have seven rape accusations about me. I'm chill, man. Yeah. Uh, at some point, it's like, throw him in jail. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he has gone to jail quite a bit, but never for SA. It's always been for the other things we'll get into. But, you know, maybe because it hasn't been formally addressed in court yet, mainstream media hasn't really talked about these things. So that's another reason you're kind of like, oh, is that real? But I'll get into why it probably is real. I found through further searching, even though the women who are putting these accusations out are attempting to be very vocal about it, that news stations aren't picking it up. Um, I mean, that's the classic, like, she's lying. She's also, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's also because the women are, like, not well well off. Oh, um, poor women. Yeah. And also just that yeah. it is such a circus around this poor girl. The wider we get the scope around her, it's just become such a nightmare. Like, everyone around her is so mentally ill <laughs> like it's just awful and so i think it's getting a little bit lost in all of the other insane elements that just keep popping into this but these women who have made these accusations they're not just random women who are online being like he did it some of them are his own family oh god molesting your own family yeah so the whole way i got to these accusations was was learning of his son's sex conviction, which we did mention on one of the previous episodes, because that has been covered in the news. His son is a registered sex offender. And this story, it just sort of snowballs into a whole can of worms. That's two metaphors that don't work together. This, <laughs> sno this story snowballs into a whole, a whole igloo of ice. There you um, go. <laughs> I just, I don't, it goes, you're just like, wait, what, what, what? Huh? So Summer's half-brother, who is Don Wells' son from another woman, his Don Jr., if you will, he's convicted sex offender. This, again, came out pretty early in the investigation. This is a quote from timesnews.net. Wells also acknowledged Tuesday that his 34-year-old son, Donald Wesley, Wells is a convicted sex offender, having pleaded guilty in Arkansas in 2007 to sexual indecency with a child. Whoa. Whoa. That, yeah. that oldest son was in Utah at the time of Summer's disappearance, Wells said. Wells also said his son's Arkansas offense would have been considered statutory rape in Tennessee because his son was 19 at the time and the victim was a girlfriend who was 18 months younger. Here's him saying that. Here. Okay, so it was like a high school relationship or something? Well, that's what Don says. That's what they want you to believe. 
There's like, they were just two kids in love, just hanging out by their pickup truck. Okay, in other states, especially like Utah, you, you're probably not going to ever get out of prison. I mean, but here in Tennessee, they look at, they, there's so many, there's got to be so many years difference between them. Mm-hmm. Okay, but in Arkansas, where he was arrested, they don't care about that. But here in Tennessee, he would have never went to jail, and he would have got to raise his, his uh, boy, and everything probably would have been fine. But in Arkansas, total different story. I mean, there's got to be a certain amount of years between them. And there was only 18 months, maybe, a year, I don't know, between them. Oh, was that a so situation like she was like 16 or 17, and he was... He was yeah, like... 18 or, or 19 and she was you know it was only like 18 months difference wow so whenever he made the statement it does sound like oh okay you know not ideal but it's not that bad mm-hmm. but then when i was looking up that charge it's contradictory to what don here is saying you know because sometimes a sex offense you can be on a sex register and not have committed that bad of a yeah. like you know it was a two, three year age gap and some shit happened. The parents filed charges and that's not okay to do, but it's not the same to me as a, as, as a child. Yes. So that's what Don's trying to say his son did. But when I looked at the statutory laws in Arkansas, which is where he was convicted, that crime wouldn't have that charge on it, right? Yeah, so, I feel like Arkansas is like, if there's grass in the field, play ball. It's like that kind of attitude. Well, no, I mean, there. the thing is, is like, there are stricter laws than what he's suggesting. So basically he's saying, oh, there's an 18 month difference. First off, I don't know where the concept of 18 months came from because that's not accurate. This is a local law firm's website description of that specific charge that his son has on his record. You can be charged if being 18 years of age or older, you solicit someone less than 15 years of age or who is represented to be less than 15 to engage in sexual intercourse, deviate sexual activity or sexual contact. And also, I we don't even have to go into the next part. It's gross. It's just so she like, was 15. She was... 14. That's so fucking nasty. I can't even look at somebody under the age of 25 and be turned on. 14 years old? What do you talk about? Yeah, so... Letters? Colors? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, 14. <laughs> I don't get it. What do you... How, how are you getting turned on? But like, I mean, you have to be kind of just a sad piece of shit. I guess so. Um, yeah, so the charge that is... This is saying the person needs to be an adult engaging in sexual activity with somebody under the age of 15, which is what happened. For whatever reason, Don is trying to get this idea across that it was 18 months. It was not. He's Um, lying. Yes. And so, listen, I'm harping on this, and it's likely that his son has nothing to do with Summer's disappearance, right? He is far away in Utah, but it's pertinent for a few reasons. For one, with Don suggesting that it was simply a case of an age difference in partners, And the charge not lining up with that makes me go like, well, that's fishy. What's going on there? You know, you could say, oh, maybe Dom is just ashamed of his son. But if you're in the middle of a missing child case and you're really concerned, lying to the press is not going to help anything. No. And it shows like, so he's a liar already starting off the story. You know, he has no save the cat. He's a bad person. Oh, there's no save. There's no saving any. So animal. everyone's just a bad person here. No save the cat. No save the dog. No save the family. <laughs> nobody. And I mean that because their quote unquote pets are very, uh, they're abused and malnourished and, and all that. I feel like this is um, like James Bond cartoon level of villainy. Yeah. No. It, I, 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 I keep 
hearkening back to the first season of True Detective because it just it reminds me so much of the horrific stuff in that show. But so, yeah. You know, you you go like, oh, Don's just he's not he's not good at math. You know, I don't think he got that far in school, so that's why he didn't know what eighteen months is. But he does know. It turns out that Don Wells lies like he breathes. Turns out that Don Wells is not only delusional, but he is an exceptionally disturbed man, allegedly, and I'm not saying that lightly. When we started this series, I wanted to go in trying to be objective and not immediately condemning the parents who were, frankly, letting their children live in squalor. But we're past that now. Hell yeah, bring out the torches, bitch. I'm bringing them. I'm ready. So Dawn has a long and lengthy criminal history. That doesn't mean you're a child abuser. And his oldest charges don't necessarily reflect anything like that. You can see from his documented criminal history, he had charges first in Utah from 1990 to 2001, including aggravated assault or attempted interfering with public servant, forgery, burglary, just, you know, nothing that's necessarily correlating with child abuse. Yeah, uh, just and then, living a bad life. Right, just being sort of a bad, bad boy or whatever. <laughs> just for like, yeah, he looks like he's just Faking documents or something, breaking into houses. Yeah, and also, I mean, this one, that the charges in Arkansas from 2006-2007 is one of them is possessing counterfeit substances, which I don't even know what that Fake means. Fake money? Maybe. I don't know. Burglary, again. This is all from drug use. Even he will admit that he had a lot of problems. He says he doesn't do the drugs anymore, and that's bullshit. But yes, so a lot of this was drug addict-based crimes. If you notice, those charges were from other states than not from Tennessee, where they, they've been living. Oh, he's just going all over the place, place, spreading a seed. I used to work with addicts, and like they would be stealing from the till on camera, and I'm just like, dude, you're going to get fired. And they'd be like, I don't care. It's like they just wanted the drugs. It doesn't matter right. what they had to do to go get it. Right. It's, it's a very much, you're kind of in the moment of it, but not in a good way. No. So these charges, it's because... Though his family, the Wells with Summer and the, her brothers, they've been in Tennessee for well over a decade. Don actually grew up in Utah and his family is Mormon. Again, Mormons. Not very Mormon-like activity, though. Oh, it is. <laughs> it really is most of the really? time. Really? I thought Mormons were like buttoned up. Oh, yeah. Nice they boys. portray themselves that way. But there's a lot of problems, especially because a lot of the boys get thrown out. <gasps> oh, because it's like the men with all the wines mm -hmm. and then the. Oh, so I had zero knowledge of this when we started this story. I didn't know that he had any connections to LDS. But here we are again, because we've had a lot of episodes that I go back to LDS stuff. It's kind of creepy. At some point, it looks like he rebelled or became one of the lost boys of Mormonism, as they're known, and found his way to Arkansas. This is where he met Candace, though that's also not where she's from. She actually grew up in Wisconsin, the state where her sister would go missing later on. Listen to Candace's origin story. Should I read it in her accent? I left there when I was 19. I jumped on the carnival in Pine City, Minnesota, right across the river. Actually, I was on the carnival circuit for a long bit, so I've been to different states and stuff. My mom, she was managing a hotel in Arkansas when I ended up in St. Louis and I got stranded there. So she came and got me and I moved to Arkansas with her. All right. That sounds pretty cool. Do you think she could like put her leg behind her head or something? <laughs> I don't think so, but that's from the Rogerville Review. 
She was I a like, fucking carny, dude. I like carnies. I used to roll with some carnies. I always dreamed of it. And that was, I mean, well into adulthood, way too far into adulthood. I still wanted to be a carny. But the reality of it, it's not the, you know, the fantastical version. It's more like people on meth who are <sighs> desperate. But it's still fun to know she was a carny. I wonder what her skill was. I think she probably just did like operating rides and shit like that. I don't think she, she did was, what? I don't think she was a performer. I think she probably was like a ride operator or something. Oh, right. But uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she was a trapeze artist. And we don't know about it. <laughs> so that's a fun fact, I guess. When we talked about how they had never seen Hollywood or the West Coast when they were posting that stuff about Dr. Phil, that was true for Candace. Though she had a whole ass carny career. There's no way it was more than, you know, it was the surrounding states where she was. So she she was still pretty naive to the world, in my opinion. Oh, interesting. But just like chilling with the carny people. Yeah. But, you know, in the middle of the country, like around Wisconsin, it's like, you know, the wild. I definitely have gone to some fairs in like the middle of nowhere and they're they're wild. Oh, yeah. There was like one that was like, pay a dollar to come see the smallest woman in the world. And then I go in there and this is woman from South America who doesn't speak English, and she looks like she's like kind of trapped in this life. Ugh. And I was just like, are you okay? Do you need help? And she just kind of like pointed to give her more money. And I gave her more money. And it was like, should I call somebody? Yeah, I remember you talking about you You saw an actual old school sideshow, which yeah. I had no idea in our lifetime that still happened. It still exists. I but mean, they're I guess like... I was not, not in the right states. Or the wrong up. states, really. But yeah. Well, I hope that woman is okay somewhere. I don't know. I don't know who to call. I don't know either. So, so yes, I think Candace was was still pretty naive. It turns out that is not true for Don. In his own words, Don has, quote, seen some shit. This is going to be very dark and miserable going forward, just FYI. Don's story may or may not have something to do with Summer's whereabouts. But if it's not, it's quite the quinky dink. Oh, you're a better person than I am, Natalie, because I would just be like, Don's a piece of shit. I mean, he's definitely a piece of shit. (laughs) <laughs> it does it doesn't bode well but it's not enough evidence to directly link him to summer's whereabouts but yes. it's not looking great so as i mentioned don grew up in utah and by all accounts was very poor don has two brothers and six sisters two are blood related and four are step siblings as the news came out about summer one of don's stepsisters named Jeannie, revealed on the internet that Don had molested her. And this had begun when she was five and he was 12. Five years old. This continued until she was 12 and he was 19. It only stopped because he had done a brief stint in jail and she had had the break from it. And when he came out, he immediately tried again and she had enough and finally told an adult. I mean, because you're kind of like groomed in this lifestyle because you would think like, why not tell somebody earlier? But if you're five years old starting this, like you think it's normal or something. Little kids don't normally, they're not. They don't know. Most kids aren't going to tell a parent immediately. And a lot of times when they do, they're not believed. So it's very much not surprising that she didn't. The stepsister Jeannie says that she came forward with this because Summer was five at the time of her disappearance. And something just like, stuck her in her gut and she just felt like this is a red flag and it was important for people to know his actual character that ooh maybe he's turned on by five-year-old girls I mean there's more so she was the same age that Summer was when she disappeared 
So though Jeannie hasn't been comfortable speaking publicly, her sister, Mary, has done a ton of interviews. So Mary, who is also a stepsister of Dawn, but a blood sister to Jeannie, she's much closer in age to Dawn. But she has also revealed that Dawn also tried to rape her with two of his friends. But because she was close to his age, not a tiny little fragile baby, she was able to fight him off and she locked herself in another room. Oh, my God. Good for her to get out of this. That's terrifying. Yeah. Three so, men? Yeah. It makes me want to just like, like tape knives to my hands. <laughs> so Mary didn't know this was happening to Jeannie, but whenever Jeannie came forward with it, Mary had this experience too and also believed her sister, but said, well, this he also tried to assault me once. So the accusations don't stop there. At least seven women have come forward with accusations. Of course, because it's the internet, there was immediate pushback from a percentage of people calling Mary and Jeannie liars. Oh, and, wow. I mean, fine. You know, it's simply an accusation that's not proof. And while most people do not lie about such things, it can happen. And, you know, maybe they had some kind of vendetta against Dawn. Dawn certainly wants people to think that. Jeannie and, uh, Jeannie and all of them. I mean, not all of them, but they wanted me out of the picture so they could build money from my dad, which they've done all these years. But they were constantly called the cops on me and everything. Just, but, you know, it's just, it's been nothing but, hey, you know, then my dad... He kind of turned on me, too, to make her happy. It made her happy that, you know, it made her happy that he treated me like the redheaded stepchild. You know? Yeah, they've made a lot of... St uh, I've, I've read your stuff. Yeah. It sounds like they said a bunch of stuff about you. What, what, did, they, yeah. what did they say? Well, they... See, Dad was going to leave me in his house so I could move back to Utah when he died. And ever since then, well, and see, too, I don't understand. Trish is Jeannie's daughter, and she claimed that I raped her and the other girl. I can't remember her name. Um, I don't even know who it is. But I know I'm, rel I'm related to them through step family, but you know, they claimed that I did all this stuff and, you know, uh, and if I said any, if they said anything, I was going to kill them and all that, you know. And they didn't, why, I don't understand why after all these years, summer gets gone and all automatically they turn on. I chalk it up to, dad was going to give me the house. Okay. And they're, you know, and the, these are just tactics to keep me away. What's he even talking about? A house? They think he's lying so they can take his house? So what he's trying to get across there is that he's saying they're making these accusations because our father, his blood father and their stepfather, he's dying. And he's saying, well, they just want to get his property when he dies and he, they want him out of the picture. And that's why they're saying these things. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So that's Don's story. You just heard him say the name Trish. Trish is Jeannie's daughter. And she has also accused Dawn of repeatedly molesting her when she was a child. Is there any woman in his life that has not been touched by him? Well, his blood sister says she wasn't. Okay. And she defends him and screams and says they're all lying. But they're all lying, Howard. I don't. He ain't touched me. I wanted him to though. (laughs) (laughs) What he is doing in this moment, in in that little blurb you just heard there and he will do over and over again is make an excuse and then deflect it is the behavior of the self-pitying here he is saying again they're bringing all this up because they want the house and then instead of explaining about why like that saying you know full outright i didn't do this this never happened i was never i would never have done these sorts of things he then deflects it Oh, they're just bringing bring stuff up because they want the house. But he won't say specifically, no, of course, I would never touch a girl like that. Yeah. Never. That makes me think he did it. Like, if you were like, Amber, we have all these people that say that you touch them. I'd be like, what? No. Man, what? I'm sorry. No, no, no. Right. So, you know, maybe that story could hold some water if that's all there was to this story. But it's not. In that phone call that you just heard, Don is speaking with a man named Chris McDonough who runs a channel called The Interview Room, and he's a, he's a detective, a private investigator, who has been enmeshed with this case since the beginning, for better or worse. People have a lot of opinions about him, but he is responsible for much of the information we have on Summer's family and the surrounding events of that day. A lot of the stuff you already heard about the people being interviewed last episode was all due to him. So he, this man, McDonough, has also been speaking at length with Mary, the stepsister. So Mary, who I personally think is a complete badass, managed to get Don on a secret recording admitting to molesting his sister. Though the entire time he downplays and deflects it and at times blames the five-year-old for the assault. Ew, the five-year-old was tempting me? That sounds so nasty. Just as a warning, this can be maybe pretty triggering for some people, just, just FYI. At the time that she's saying that it ended was... She was 12 and you were like 19, so. Oh, hell no. Yeah, and. That ain't true. That's, that's, that's not true at all. He said. I remember when we was, I was like, I was like 14, 15 when I had that motorcycle. That's the only thing yeah. I remember at all. That's well, crazy, so. Well, she. Ain't no way. Yeah, she, well, she said it started when she was five, Donnie, so. That would have had to make yeah. you 11, and she said it ended when she was 12. So that would have made you 19. Yeah, because you're seven years old. I don't know where they're getting all this stuff, but there ain't no way. There ain't no way. Well, I just just want you to know that she is pressing charges, so I don't know if they're going to extradite you back or what. Huh? So what am I going to do? So what are they going to do with my kids? Is Jeannie going to take care of my kids? Well, she said I mean, on that one interview, she said on that one interview that she's 
she tried to adopt my kids and everything else and take care of them. I think she's going to come down here and get these kids too and take care of them. I, I don't know, Donnie. I don't well, know. Nobody gives a fuck about my kids, huh? Mm-hmm. I don't they know. find Summer. Well, I'd like to know what Summer thinks all this. How hateful motherfuckers are 40 years later. Don't bring up some bullshit like this. Well, I don't know, Donnie. She just told me that when, you know, when we heard that Summer went missing, that everything came back to her because she was five years old at the time it started. And Summer is five years old, so she just... Yeah, she ain't taking no blame on her part, though, but she did. Yeah, but Donnie, she was five. How could she take the blame? I mean, a five-year-old... Oh, of course not. She ain't gonna know shit. She ain't gonna take no blame to nothing. Well, I don't know. I mean, she's coming... Hell, she tried to sleep with Dad. I mean, you know, hell fire. I don't know. Oh, I don't she think that's She slept with Rick. She slept with Sherry's husband. She slept with all kinds of people. I don't know. I don't think she slept with Rick. Uh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, she did. Well, I did. Really? She wow. slept with all kinds of people. He needs to be chemically castrated for, like, the sake of all women. Man. Yeah, I love all those five-year-old kids tempting me. I mean, he's Just, really a piece of work. <laughs> Oh man, um, you know what? I uh, I think he did it. I think he did it, Natalie. I think Don uh, raped his daughter. I mean, it would be quite a coincidence if he had nothing to do with it and had this past. And it gets a lot worse than this, just FYI. So different parts of this conversation. He also, again, downplays the age difference. And his stepsister has to keep reminding him in that of that age gap because he... I, just like he said about his son's sex assault charge, that they were much closer in age and that he was just a little boy and she was doing the tempting. He was 12 and she was five. Five years old. I am a sexy five-year-old. Sorry. That's saying that she, she was tempting me and shit. So this conversation goes on for quite a while. And during it, Don reveals his true form. Yeah, he kept calling her like a bitch or a liar. It's ugly and awful and angry. That quiet, concerned father facade that we've seen on interviews fades completely away and you get to see who and what he actually is. What is also concerning looking back is that Candace and Don both say that Summer slept in the bed with them every night. Oh, yeah. yeah. He molested his daughter. We don't know if anything happened, but for what it's worth, Don's blood sister says that she wasn't touched by him. And the fact that Candace was there, maybe nothing happened. But then we have to ask the question, did Dawn marry Candace because she was the type to look the other way and didn't oh, want to deal with it? Like he groomed her or he was like, she's kind of quiet, submissive. She'll take what I give her. Yeah, and I could have kids with her and then I get free sex with my daughters. I mean, that's a disgusting sentence I just said, but that's probably what's going on in his head. I mean, it might be. It might be. You and just produce more like things to have sex with and hey, you know, it or do other itself. things as we'll get into in a second. But that is pure speculation just so we're all clear, but that it's not other realm of possibilities based on his behavior. But yeah, again, speaking of, of the Duggars, like this sort of an Anna Duggar figure who kind of Maybe Candace did a thing where she just went like, la, 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 nothing's happening, everything is fine, and just wanted to keep things the way they were instead of protecting the children, making everything, everything's fine, it's all Everything's fine. okay. So, 
It's not clear so far if that's the case. But then there is this other darkness to consider. Here's some of the previously mentioned shit that Dawn has seen. Mm. I do find that the women, the women I was raised around, the, the type two, who are just sort of like, la la, who like, evacu- like evacuate their brain. Right. They usually end up married to the most macho, physically biggest dudes. And I think because they, the men see that and then they're like, oh, I can like manipulate her. Well, yeah, I think there's also psychology about the women who fall in love with, like, in prison serial killers. Right. I think that there's been official studies on this that they tend to come from extreme abuse situations and it almost becomes a comfort to go where you know the worst abuser is because it's like, well, I'm safe under their umbrella and also I at least know where it's coming from. Right. You know, which I can relate to on a much like less severe scale, but some, you know, bad choices that I've continued to make in my younger years about people who were not good people. And, you know, when you're used to abuse, anything normal is seen as boring. Or just unsafe. I mean, sometimes anything normal feels wrong and scary and that you're used to it. You're just used to that darkness. I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand because I don't know, you know. Yeah. I, I, I just. I know I I shouldn't have let her do that. I shouldn't have done what I did. I get that. Right. I still have, I still have, you know, I remember many times throughout my life, girls hitting on me. Uh I've been to places, I've been to places in California where I've been to some places where there were little kids where people were trying to sell these little kids. Oh, wow. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of shit. Oh, so he knows people that sells kids. I mean, he might have, again, this is speculation, he might have sold his daughter to one of them, get that money. Well, there's some more. <laughs> um, I don't know people who sell kids. He says it's so cavalier. Like, it's all, we live in California. I have never met one of these people that sell kids. Yeah. And we literally work for a Satanist Hollywood network. Satanists, one of their first tenets is no harm will come to children. That's, Levain Satanists are the, one of the first things, the I first tenants. I like Satanists, by the way. I mean, yeah. They're, in general, they're pretty chill. Yeah, so here we discovered Don has been to California before. For whatever reason, he was somewhere where people were trying to sell some kids. Where is this? Like cool. at the Burger King? What's well, going on, dude? I guess my first, if I'm trying to like do a, like a, an, a court, like an, an attorney-based thought process, you could go, well, maybe he's talking about going down to somewhere like Skid Row or somewhere for drugs. And then he just happened to buy that situation. Not that that's great, but you know. Oh no, he wasn't intentionally there. He just he accidentally fell into this room. However, Mary goes on to mention something else that's not heard on this recording, but is what she says Don has told her. Um, and it's not just California either. I think I've had talks with him where he said he was in Mexico, and you know he's seen that. Um, I've heard him say he's been in motel rooms where people. He's sitting there watching these other people like beating up children and raping them and beating up and raping children. Yeah, I uh, God, just like uh. um, what what is is he like born sick or like did something happen to him? Because I can't even like I try to get my brain into 
why people would want to behave a certain way. I mean, he does say he was molested as a little kid, but I think it's that the concept that there's just like, you know, I know it exists. We've already talked about it, but that there's like collections of people who get together and do this. Like you want to talk about pro-abortion. Those people should have been aborted. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't belong on this planet. I, I know that that's fucked up, but if that's what you're doing with your time here, nobody needs you. Like, just fuck off if you're going to be doing that kind of stuff to children. Yeah, they should kill themselves. I mean, there, what do you, there's no purpose for you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfathomable. And so he talks, like you just said, he talks about this kind of stuff just offhandedly, but also in a way that's so repulsive in that he is trying to gain sympathy or, or gain points being like, I've seen it. I, I'm not a monster. I've seen these other people and they're monsters. And it's like, bitch, first off, I don't believe you. And secondly, <laughs> you're still a piece of shit if you saw that and did nothing. Yeah, you know, don't even call the police. Don't even like get in there and fight them and say, don't do that. So McDonough, the, the, the guy who is running these interviews, backs up this information, this knowledge. He has knowledge that he has heard Don on recording also say this. Not all of these recordings are made, you know, available to the public, which is completely understandable. So it's just, that's nightmarish. And if you wanted to go full on, I'm his attorney playing devil's advocate, you could say, oh, well, he was at a party and he didn't know that was going to happen. And when he saw it, he left. I don't believe that. No. But that could be used as an argument. But yet, there's even more. There's been a rumor going around from pretty early on in Summer's disappearance that Don once tried to sell his older children, including that one who is now a registered sex offender, for drugs. Sell the kids for drugs? He is an addict. So this was a rumor and a lot of there wasn't any firsthand accounts of it for a large portion of this time period. But again, this badass Mary who got him to confess on phone also has this to say. We were at my mom's and his, um, his ex-wife, Pam, had came in. It was 1130, 12 o'clock at night. And she was crying up a storm and uh, she had little Donnie with her and Margie was just a baby then. And um, um, she said that Donnie was down on 25th Street in Ogden trying to sell little Donnie for drugs. So, yeah, it was just, it was bad. And then, you know, I just remember my mom and dad trying to talk to him later on that night. He had finally came to the house, and um, it was just a big mess, you know. He he was, that's all he was interested in was drugs. It didn't matter if, if um, you know, his kids. He didn't care about his kids. You know, all he wanted was money and drugs. Wow. You know what? He should get the drugs. Get all the drugs and keep doing them. And at some point after he sells off his kids, he'll probably start lopping off parts of his body. You know, take my foot, take my arm, and then just keep. He should have just stuck with his foot and arm. Do whatever you want to yourself, man. Do whatever the fuck you want to yourself for drugs. But this is like the darkest shit I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Probably. 
Were you just like researching this at night? Just like, yeah, I mean, this episode took me forever just because the stuff kept piling up and it's just, man, it's hard to do the research on this sometimes. So all that to say, Don Wells does seem to be a well, a well of secrets and tricks and hidden in the dark. Is any of this proof he did something to Summer? Well, no. But again, as I said at the beginning, it's quite the quinky dink if it's not. Yeah, it's character something. Character something. If he <laughs> does that to kids already, what's stopping him from doing it to his daughter? I think he sold her for drug money. I think he was raping her the whole time. And I think he should be chemically castrated and taken out in the woods with a hammer and then beaten until he bleeds out. And again, this is not proven. I mean, he admitted, obviously, to the, the abuse, but... We are speculating about what happened to Summer. I hope that that's not the case. Sorry, I keep I keep doing no, my no, thing. No, no, no. It's very understandable because his entire background would suggest this was leading to this conclusion. But it could have just been some random thing where, you know, whatever. This is a family built on pain and trauma. That will attract predators, whether or not Don had anything to do with it. And while there have been plenty of people around Summer who have had the capacity in them to hurt her, there is still the distinct possibility that she simply became critically injured, perhaps by negligent parents, and they decided to dispose of the body and tell this story instead. You know, it could be seriously as much as like was she was taken up by a wild animal and there was some reason they couldn't find any evidence of her. It's possible. Regardless, both Candace and Dawn and perhaps Grandis, which is what they call Grandma Candy. Grandis? Yeah. I like, kind of like that. They know much more. All of them, I think, including Grandma. I think they know much more than they're copping to. They're probably scared of Don. Maybe. He's probably got a chokehold on them. And but, it's like, if you go against me, I'm going to kill all of you. Maybe, but also he's in jail right now. Uh -huh. So in itself, it's pretty fucked up that they won't give any more information away, probably for self-preservation reasons. So a couple more inconsistencies and red flags that I wanted to mention about all of Summer's story. For one thing, Candace didn't know about any of Don's step-siblings at all. Whatever origin story he gave her about his life, he didn't reveal that he had this entire other family that he grew up with. That's really crazy in any circumstance, but this could have something to do with him knowing what he did to those children when he was a younger and he just didn't want to go down that road like I imagine maybe not telling about his step family to Candace was just a way of him covering up his crimes right so then it comes out you know he kept saying like 40 years later they're coming at me with this like right. yeah dude it never goes away no when you've been touched like that and like there's something that's I mean for years for years I think I read some stupid boy's comment on the internet about rape and abortion and he was like you know, keep the baby. It's precious. Rape only lasts a minute. Oh, and I was like, I know you're saying this to piss people off. And congratulations, you fucker. It worked. I mean, there was a politician that said basically something. I forget who it was. but And it's not just men, by the way. This is women also who are in complete like patriarchal communities also have these ideas because they live in a fantasy world and they don't have to actually deal with any problems in real life. Um, so, Yeah. It's it's giving me a feeling that he didn't reveal his whole side of his life to her. It's giving me that same feeling about the couple's dynamic, that perhaps Don sort of targeted Candace because he saw somebody he could just sort of 
Manipulate. Um, turn directions. Yeah. And she would just oblige. Yeah. Again, like this is all making me think of the Josh Anna dynamic. Not only that, but Don's step family didn't know about Summer. So Mary and Jeannie and all that side who he didn't tell Candace about, they didn't know that Summer existed. Oh. He never told them that he had a daughter, but they knew about his sons. For what it's worth, he didn't keep up regularly Don and his step family. It would have been hard when you were busy trying to act like they didn't exist, but Mary says that they would check in with each other every now and then and that Don never told them about Summer. But she knew he had children, knew about his, his family. That's interesting. He probably didn't say anything because he knew that he was a bad guy molesting all those girls. And then if he says, oh, I have a daughter to these women, they're going to start checking in on him. Well, I mean, it sounds like that could be possible, especially because as soon as this story came out, that's when Janie went, whoa, I, I need people to know that he was doing this to me at that same age because they didn't even know Summer existed. So... By the way, on a side note, there was also a, a rumor going around that Candace was upset when she found out she was pregnant with a girl, oh that she had only wanted boys. Because she knew her husband was going to molest the, chi- the thing inside of her. And I can't confirm if that's true or not. That well, This is definitely speculation and rumors. But if so, was it because on some level she knew what Dawn was? Possible. That's so terrifying to yeah. know the fate of this thing inside of you that doesn't know, you know, up or down yet. It's just a precious little thing. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen deep down. Yeah. Yeah. So on the day of Summer's disappearance, there's always been questions about Don's story that he beat the cops to his home that day. One question was, even if the town was, if you recall, it's an unincorporated part of Tennessee, and it maybe would take a minute for police to get there, Don claims that when he got the call from Candace, panicked because she couldn't find Summer, that he was at work. And he told her to immediately call 911, which she did. And assuming it has been checked out that he was at work at that time, or at least that day at some point, I'm sure the cops looked into that, there would have been at least 45 minutes to an hour from when Candace was to have called 911 and for Don to get home. And he keeps saying that he was so mad when he showed up there were any police there. At least one car would have rolled up by then at that point in my, you know, just on a speculation but based. But when he says that, he beat the cops there and then he pulled into the driveway with no cops. That's not what the police are saying. The police are saying that they were at the bottom of the hill at the bottom of the driveway when Don arrived and that he had to get through them Wow! to get up the hill. You know, basically everything Don says, I'm just going to be like, you know what? You're wrong. And the opposite actually happened. Like if he, he says, lies. yeah, he just he lies, lies really easily, which we've found out like, based on things that have been proven to be lies and how easily he said those lies the first time. So snaky snake, snake man lies. It's in his blood. I mean, it's like, he's never been a genuine person. Just like an evil baby. (laughs) I mean, he was an evil baby. (laughs) I think what he grew up in was really fucked up. That's not an excuse for him, but yes, I think he grew up in a really fucked up home and he was molested. They think by a male, an older male, but like, He had it not good, but he was already in a place where he thought it was acceptable to do that to a five-year-old at 12. 
So and over and over and over and over again and continued to do it. It wasn't like a he had a conscious understanding of like, wait a second. No, this seems wrong. Like this, you know, everything is always everybody else's fault. He won't take even when he acknowledges that this happened. He tries to blame it on her. He never he's everyone else's fault. Everything bad that he's ever done. Just snake nasty. Just evil. He's evil. He is pretty fucking terrible. Evil exists. So there's a full laundry list of questions regarding Summer's timeline and everything that happened that day. And it only seems to become more muddled as time goes on. However, at the very least, because of Mary's bravery and work, a case against Dawn is being built for all of the essay that happened to these women when they were kids. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. If you'll recall, Don is currently in jail for the parole violation from the 2020 incident when he was arrested for operating a firearm while intoxicated and also being a felon. He's not even supposed to have a gun because he's a felon. And he's just drunk and just like, look what I can do. Yeah. He, was, he was in a fight with a, a man I'm going to mention here in a second who was at the house at the time. It's uh, everything in their life is messy. There's 24/7. just like no peace. No never, peace. Do we never ever peace. sit down and meditate? No? no. We get drunk and have guns? Yeah. I mean... I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the videos of their house, but they live in chaos. It's chaos all day. And he is in his brain is, I'm sure, just a mess. Clutter. Just chaos in his head. When I was Um, at my most lowest in New York, I remember um, I just had trash everywhere. Oh, yeah. I've been there. And like I wouldn't pick it up. I would look at a pizza box on top of the stove and be like, you should pick that up. And I was just like, no, I'm a piece of shit. And then like I just wouldn't pick it up. Yeah, totally. I think that's some, there's a bit of reaction in that way where sometimes if you're in, at least I don't know for me, in the places when I was at my lowest and miserable and not happy with where I was, I wouldn't, I just live in disgusting dirt. Yeah. But I was just doing it with myself, not a bunch of little kids. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? If at least have, there's that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you want to go back in time a little bit, he got pulled over on a live stream because he was drunk driving. He went to to court for that, and then they realized he had a parole violation already because of the 2020 thing he did. So he is doing jail time for all of that shit right now. And then there is a whole nother set of details involved in a time over different periods of time in their house. There would be extra adults living there in and out, which is an entirely another layer of concern over summer safety. There weren't even rooms for their children, so they had – the boys slept in a room basically like that was should have been like a living room where they all slept together like in a slumber party situation. And Summer 
kind of had a room next to her parents, but she just slept in their room. And so then they, on top of that, would have other people living there at times. Really? Just like, he's too drunk to drive home. We gonna crash on the couch tonight. And it's like a drunk man in your house next to your child. They were talking about different times where there would be a guy who would be known to just sleep in one of their sheds on the property when he'd get into a drunken fight with his wife. So this specific guy I'm referencing, I'm not getting too deep into this because I don't think it's necessarily relevant to her specifically, but he could have more to do with it. And you can look it up if you want to search Summerwells and Jose together. Just search Summerwells Jose. Jose has a lot of crazy, crazy, crazy stories. He is one of the people who was living with them for a time, and he was the one who was there whenever Don got that arrest for having a weapon and being drunk. He was accusing Jose of sleeping with Candace, but it, I don't think that was actually happening. Was Jose just was just like, no, I just needed a place to crash. You people are crazy. He basically has said that, and he's come out and talked about the time he spent there and how disturbed he was. I have to take his word for it. There's not as much direct evidence as Mary got about these things. But, you know, one of the things I will say that Jose claims is that he witnessed Dawn taking showers with Summer when she was like three and four. Um, Like not saw them in the shower, but knew that they were showering They were naked together. A father and a daughter. Just, you know how they do. Yeah. I mean, three and four is too old, in my opinion, for somebody with the opposite genitals to be taking a shower with the kid. Jose said he actually confronted Dawn about it, saying that she was too old to be taking showers with her father and that it wasn't right. And also just on a side note, Jose says that there's a very notorious video that that same man, Chris McDonough, is taking a, a tour of their house with Candace. It's the one that you'll see if you just Google at the top. He's he's she's giving him a walkthrough mm-hmm. of where everything is. Here's the cat shit. Well, yeah, like I don't <laughs> yeah. know if you watched it, but it's like showing you how they get downstairs into that weird little like underground part where they Dawn and Candace and Summer slept. It's terrifying, but the house is in complete disarray. And apparently, according to Jose, that was the house straightened up. That it was even in total, even more total destruction when he was there before. And that after Summer went missing, they did a quick like cleanup, but it still looked horrible, horrifying. (laughs) And it was there like making it look nicer. That seems like something I would do back when I lived in Brooklyn and like would invite someone over. Like it's it's clean now. And just see the look of shock on this man's face. Well, yeah, when like, you were just trying to have sex with somebody. Yeah. Like, you weren't just like trying to raise four children inside Mm-mm. of it. It's just so like dark, depressing. Yeah. Like was it that, that picture of this girl from a concentration camp and she was asked to draw a picture of home and it was just chaos scribbles? Yeah. That's what this like strikes me as. It's really sad. Yeah, and the thing with with summer, a lot of that, which we talked about before, being poor doesn't make you have a bad childhood. Plenty of poor children had beautiful memories from their childhood. Yeah, It's not about not having enough money. When you're a kid, you don't, half the time you don't even know that unless you're starving. But it's like... Taking a bath with your dad. Stuff like that That's where weird. like Jose also mentioned that their bathroom, their shower and toilet didn't have walls or a door. It had like... It was like a little nook in the back of the house with like a shell, a, a bunch of shelves piled in front of it. So you couldn't see directly in, but there wasn't an actual door on the shower or like on the bathroom in the house. Oh, so if you had to go like take a deuce. You were just there. People, people were in the house. They would hear you and like 
be basically in the same room as you with just like a little wall of shelves in front of you. Wow. So, yeah, that's it's you know again it's this is not as direct evidence as as mary got so i'm taking it all with a grain of salt but i mean this guy has some pretty distinct stories that don't sound fake to me he has also alleged that candace has done some horrible illegal fucked up shit with the kid h from last episode and that she should be in jail as well. Oh, she's hanging out with that fifteen-year-old boy. So it is weird for a woman to hang out with a fifteen-year-old boy. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Yeah. So take that for what it, you will, but that he says that it wasn't up on the up and up. So, anywho, at the time, no one's good. <laughs> no. <laughs> at the time of this recording, Don is in jail. However, this term that he's he's doing right now he it would see him out in the real world again before the end of this year oh yes get him out in the world again yeah so the thing is if they can really get some of mary's case to stick hopefully they can keep him in there longer while they continue to press him about what happened with summer and i do think that no matter what happened that he knows more than he's saying yeah i mean if anything just give us some tips on these kids you've seen being sold like where you know god i i there's he, because he's such a liar. Some people have said maybe that's a lie too that he never saw that, and I'd like to think that it is a lie. Yeah, I don't know that it is because he it seems to be the kind of person who would do something like that. So God knows, I, I certainly wouldn't care about helping the kids be rescued or anything. He's a selfish little baby. He's truly such a self-serving person. Yeah, not one good thing about him. Mm-mm. And then quickly, I was going to mention another super weirdo in their circle, this dude named Tim Mullins. He's from their church. The church thing is a whole nother bag of worms or can of worms or whatever book bag of worms. <laughs> it's a weird place that it seems like Don maybe was using as a, a, a mask trying to say that he became religious and wanted his kids to go there. Oh, right. There's a lot of predatory men in churches. They're like, I'm a God-fearing man. And I'm like, you're a pedophile, dude. Yeah. Well, this Tim Mullins guy is from their church community, and I get nothing but the creepiest, creepiest vibes from him. He he hangs around them, and he calls – the Wells have now started calling him their media manager. He also, I believe, went to Dr. Phil with them. So there's only pure speculation around this guy, but something is completely off about him. And he makes all these weird videos. And I don't know how to explain this, dude. You just have to watch yeah. his videos. But he creeps me the fuck out. Does his voice sound like this? He There was a date, and this is going to sound really petty of me, but I didn't go on it because I followed him on Instagram. And his voice was like this. And he was like, I'm at the grocery store. And I was just like, nope. No, I want to look at that person. I know that was like his actual stuff, and I was like, he sounded kind of crazy. Yeah, it's not even like oh, his voice is too high. It's that he sounds like he's going to eat me, like he's going (laughs) to bite my hand off or something. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So there are, in fact, a lot of confused and confusing people surrounding this poor, poor little girl. In the midst of all this tragedy, you get this bigger portrait of the chaos of those lives in the area of this world. Like this whole community is just filled with extreme poverty and mental illness and violence. 
The sadness extends beyond summer, but this innocent little girl is the focus right now. And alongside of summer, I would really like to talk briefly about another missing family member of theirs, Summer's aunt and Candace's sister, whose name is Rose Bly. Right, Minnesota, right? Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, excuse me. She disappeared in 2009 from St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, which is where near where she and Candace grew up. And like Summer, all leads were pretty much exhausted, or at least every lead was equally possible very rapidly. They didn't find any evidence, pretty much. At first glance... It's not strange to question if these two disappearances are somehow linked, but ultimately it's very unlikely. For one thing, I mean, they're just across the country from each other. Yeah, um, but two missing people in a family is a lot. It, it's it's a lot, and it, it does, of course, turn heads and be like, is there a connection? Personally, I think this is more of just another symptom of poverty and struggle, that like sometimes more than one person in your family is just going to slip through the cracks. yeah. Rose was a very young mother of two daughters and a new wife at the age of 21 when she went missing. She didn't return home that night of August 21st, 2009. She had told her husband she was meeting her cousin for a couple drinks in a nearby town and was set to return home around or before midnight. So basically she left home being like, I'm going to go get some drinks with my cousin at this bar, not far at all from the house, like within five miles. That sounds like something I'd do. Sure. When she didn't return home that night, a missing persons report was filed and her vehicle was located shortly after, I think five days later, in a parking lot in a town called Grantsburg, which is about 30 miles from their home and not really very near the little town she told her husband she was going to that night. Ooh, do you think she's having an affair? Well, it's really hard to gauge. So, you know, she tells her husband, I'm going to this little area called Cushing to go get a drink. We don't know if she ever ended up anywhere in Cushing, but her car is then, you know, Cushing's five-ish miles from their house. The car is about 30 miles from their house. But the area that car was found was the district where she went to high school. Also, the lot where her car was found was a place where truckers would park their vehicles overnight when they were sleeping. Ooh, do you think she could be a lot lizard? Well, there have been speculations that she was perhaps secretly doing sex work, but there's never been any confirmation of that or really any evidence except for that her car was in this lot. We do know that whatever happened, the cousin that she told her husband she was going to meet claims that she knew nothing about this meetup and, and had not made any plans with Rose. So... Ooh. It sounds like the story she told her husband was not true. No. Oh, that's like like when I was in high school, I'd be like, I'm just going to go to Luann's house, and right. I'm just like in a field, right. almost dead. Right, right, right. Totally. Yeah. Um, sometimes with Luann. <laughs> <laughs> but so the young newlyweds, so Rose and her new husband, they were said to have a somewhat tumultuous relationship already having had one domestic abuse report on their file within their six months of marriage. And that was of her slapping him. The husband's name is Christopher. So it was a police call made about her abusing him. He had actually already, when she went missing, he had already applied for a divorce a few months before that. Ooh, he's getting cheated on. He's getting hit. Christopher's not having a good time. Something's going on. Like, we don't know what was happening in that home but it seems like it wasn't like you know peachy keen 
But whatever happened when he first put wanted to do the divorce, they it, they pulled, they retracted it. They seemed to have worked things out. In any instance, he was never considered a suspect in her disappearance and he passed the lie detector test and a bunch of stuff. Strangely, though, just a few weeks after she went missing, he refiled for a divorce and made it so that she would not be able to gain custody of their two daughters if she oh, was found. Oh, so if she's like just suddenly found, it's like, well, fuck you, bitch. Kinda. Yeah. Seems like there was some sort of resentment there, but I don't think that necessarily means he did anything to her. But no. maybe she was doing things on the side of their marriage that I don't know. He's probably just like good riddance, get rid of her. I mean, which is terrible. I mean, like that—that's stuff. Sorry, not- that's so mean of me to say. But if if I was getting hit and then getting cheated on, and and, and that's only if that was really what happened. Who knows? But because he's not really open, he doesn't talk about it or anything. There may be more to this story, but so far none of it's been revealed to the public. They did reopen this case in just 2019. Man. So very recently, but before Summer's disappearance. So they were basically just like doing a new media blitz of like a cold case, like her cold case and being like, please, you know, here's some details. Please, somebody reach out if they know anything. This is also saucy. I feel like it's like a soap opera with meth. Yeah. I mean, it's miserable. Like the, you know, the the, the grandma Candace Grandis. I don't know how her life was ever, but it seems like she's. It's been pretty miserable. Yeah. Was it ever good? Like, how far can we go back in time? Like, who is the original piece of shit in this family? You I don't know, know I mean? but it's two different families coming together with a lot of trauma. Because yeah. Candace's family and Don's family, it was just a mess. So, I mean, God, it could be, you know, generations of poverty. Who knows? But no, that's, that kind of thing always does interest me, too. Like, I always want to just keep digging backwards and finding out what the origin is of these Yeah. Things. Who was the first person to be like, you know what? I'm not going to get over it and better myself today. I think I'm going to burn it down and then have a bunch of kids and then they just continue the cycle. Yeah. Somewhere along the lines, one of those people was m- the first molester. You know what I mean? But at this point... Whenever Rose went missing, Candace would have already started her carning career. So it's not clear that she would have even been anywhere near the area when this occurred. I say this because there's a conspiracy that's been floating around that Candace had gotten rid of her sister out of jealousy and then did the same thing to her daughter. Um, I don't think Candace has the wherewithal to do that. Yeah, I don't buy that. Um, And there really isn't any concrete evidence to suggest that or even really any evidence so as it stands, that's just a rumor. It is an unfortunate coincidence if that's all it is. But yeah, so Candace lost her sister and then 11 years later lost her daughter. That's a lot of pain, Candace. I know. So one of the last things that there was a speculation on about Rose was that she had just very recently before the disappearance had been horseback riding and fell off and got a head injury. She told her mom, who's Grandis, that she was having severe headaches afterwards and they wouldn't go away. And so it's been thrown out there as a possible she became disoriented and wandered off. Mm. And it is a possibility. That's like the nicest thing that could happen. Just wander into the forest? Yeah. And being eaten alive by like ants. That would be the nicest way. That doesn't sound great. (laughs) I just got stung by a wasp the other day and it that shit hurts. Wasps are born evil. You know, just like Dawn. Just like Dawn and wasps. I saw a wasp being, like, emerging from its cocoon once, like, being born. And I was just like, oh, wow, life is so special. 
look at this is coming to life. And it just immediately stung me and I killed it. And I was like, fuck you. That's Don. That's Don. That's someone else. So yeah, that it's a possibility that happened to Rose, but it's probably not likely because if that were the case, if she was that disoriented, she maybe wouldn't have gotten that far and they would have at least found some evidence. Like a shoe or something. Right. And they never did, even though there were searches and everything. So is it possible? Yeah. It's also possible that she just bailed, that she was not into this life she she started and that she didn't want to be a wife and a mother, she realized. She was really young. She was 21 when she disappeared. So it's quite possible she just like started over somewhere. Yeah. People sometimes do it. And maybe then she's they find like a, out 20 years later they've been alive this whole time. Whoa. Maybe she's like a lesbian in Hawaii or something. It's sincerely it's possible. But you know, we don't know. It's only a theory and it's I guess if, if that's what happened, it's best for the kids for them to not grow up with a mother who doesn't want them and hopefully it's for the best for everyone, but there's never been a a tip off or anything of her anywhere. So it's as much as Summer, just completely no one knows. <laughs> or at oh. least the people who do know aren't saying anything. So really She quickly, looks nice. She looks actually looks almost exactly like Candace. They have very similar faces. Yeah. Real quickly, I just wanted to let you guys know her main stats here. Her name is Rosemarie Bly. She went missing on August 21st, 2009 from St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. She's white. 21 years old at the time, so that would make her... 31? Let's see. 35? Like 33? Shit, I failed math. 33, 34. Now, so still a young woman, 5 feet tall, 110 pounds, and brown hair, brown eyes. Her hair was often different styles and colors, though, and um, like I think when she went missing was like a bob. She has two red cherries on her right ankle, and she had her ears and belly button pierced at the time. So, you know, I'm, I'll post her, her pictures up. You never know. Maybe it'll cross somebody's desktop one <laughs> yeah. day and be like, holy fuck. You see a cherry that's tattoo? That's Claire. Yeah, that's Claire. And then she gets up and she's like, oh, shit, got to go. Yeah, and then she has to go start again. And again, you know, it's those kind of people who maybe want to be missing. And we're not necessarily trying to ruin whatever life they've started again. But, you know, the whole they've, they have a family who's really sad that they're gone. And it'd be probably good for them to let them know what happened to them. Um, wow, what a roller coaster ride. I mean, I didn't know the depths of depravity human beings can do. Not until you started hanging out with me all the time, Amber. <laughs> That's all we talk about now. Yeah. I hope that we find some sort of conclusion to this soon. I, I hope she's alive, but I have, I just keep thinking at the back of my mind. I don't mean to have this thought, but when I cross compare like what she could be going through, sometimes I'm like, maybe it's better if she's just gone, you know, because yeah, of what her father has said, what he could have been capable of is. Like what a night! I go to hellish on just raping his daughter every day, or like selling her to people who were doing like what he said to the kids. He said he saw in the it's hotel like beating room. them up because like, they're little bitty. They can't fight back. I it makes me it makes me want to fuck. I'm I'm like I'm gonna go crazy. Like I feel like my brain's gonna shut down, and it makes me furious. And I hope that she's not passed away, but I I hope that 
a little bit more. I hope that she's not living that experience because if she is that that somewhere, it's it'll be really it's hard to find those kids because they are in a web of people who will hide them. And it's we just need to make sure everybody has abortion care because some of those people. And if you get them young enough, they think it's normal. You know, that's why that she started at five and then like never really said anything until he went to jail and came back. And well, she was it was it's one of those things too. yeah, maybe you don't maybe you do. It becomes normalized, but it's still like a hellscape, like you're still living in hell every day, but you don't know how to stop it or think that you can, you know. Yeah. Ah, summer, summer, baby. I hope that you're somewhere safe and that we get a, a conclusion to this sooner than later. There's a lot of people out there looking for you and, uh, you know, just keep keep your eyes peeled and keep her in your thoughts. Her father's in jail. I mean, not for the things that he should be in jail for, but that's a positive. He's off the street. For now, let's hope we can get in more charges on him so he stays there. He should go to jail because he's ugly. Yep. <laughs> that's You're it. ugly and you smell bad. We should make new laws for that. Gross. People have to go to jail. So this isn't actually the end of the Appalachia uh, series. Uh, We're going to be talking about one more story after this, but I wanted to highlight an organization at the end of Summer Story because of how much this story impacts us. And, you know, we just would like to reach out and give a shout out to a good organization. So this one is that we're highlighting is called End Slavery Tennessee. End Slavery Tennessee provides specialized case management and comprehensive aftercare for human trafficking survivors and tactically addresses the problem through advocacy, prevention, and training of frontline professionals. I really like them because they uh, give people tools to spot what might be trafficking, and I think that's one of the big hurdles that we have to to face with trying to figure out uh, who is being trafficked in the world. So give them a look over if you want to donate. Their website is called endslaverytn.org. So endslaverytn.org is where you can go if you want to give them a buck or just learn a little bit about what they do. So that's the end of Summer's story for now. We'll keep checking in with her and, and hoping that something new comes in. You can follow the show at someplace underneath on stuff and me at the Natty Jean. Amber Smelson all across the board. And I think there are a few tickets left for our June show with LPN in Nashville. It's going to be fucking sick. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. We're going to have a blast. So uh, grab those up if you are in the area. And as always, it's Natalie and Amber with Saucy Pert and Greasy. Peace. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.